everybody, you're listening to the JK Experience, where we train leaders to live in a life of exceptional impact, influence, and faith. Hey, I'm Josh Kalinowski. I'm back in the studio with my main man, James. Hey, now. How's it going, brother? <laughs> it's so good. So good to be here. Fantastic, dude. I, I'm excited. We are standing up. For those of you that are um, watching us on uh, YouTube, uh, we've kind of mixed up the uh, podcast room a little bit here. I was getting really sick and tired of sitting, yeah. and I, I don't sit all day, so... You know, here's the thing that I that I find is when we're sitting, it's it's easy to kind of get comfortable. Totally. And you know, you might kind of start talking a little lower or whatever. But no, yeah. this is great. This is this is fun. Um, I'm I'm a little worried that the top of my head's chopped off because I'm so tall. But I'll we'll sl- slouch I'll, down a little I'll bit, dude. You I'll can slouch. do it. Just start squatting. I'll slouch. You're doing your squats anyways right now, right? Yes, and your new yeah. workout doing, and doing the, the new squats. time frame. And uh, man, a lot of a lot of stuff has changed, dude. Don't remind me. A lot of stuff has changed. <laughs> a lot of stuff has changed. It's good. Uh, we've welcomed in the new year, and uh, I don't know about you, but I'm excited about it. My cup is uh, massively overflowing, and it was good because it was massively drained by the end of the year, and I needed a little bit of a vacation, and it was awesome to do that, and uh, I'm excited to be here, buddy. I'm I'm the same way. I mean, again, we we finished the year strong. You, you and I were, were huge advocates of finishing strong. Yeah. And I feel like we did. And now we're ramped up in this new year. Who knows what's what's coming down the pike, but we're ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we want to one way or another, um, uh, no matter what, we are going to lead through it. We've done that. We did that last year. Faith over fear was a big theme for us and the companies, and uh, we'll continue to do that. You know, here, it was funny. I was just writing an email to our uh, top tier agents today. And one of the things I was talking about is like, hey, fantastic. It's the new year. It's 2021. But that's the only thing that's changed. Right. I mean, it's, it's 2021. It's the only thing that's changed is the number. It's now mm-hmm. 21 as opposed to 20. We still have to show up. We still have to get up. We still have to, uh, to do the work. We still have to return the phone calls. We still have to do all these other things. Uh, but we have a little bit of a different mindset only because it's January one and uh, in all reality, it's nothing but another day. And, uh, the, the fact that, uh, we're excited. I mean, that's, that's enough for us right there. So, uh, you know, I'm excited about the new goals that we've set. I'm excited about the personal goals that we've uh, set as well, too. And then the conversation we want to have today, I'm really excited about this because um, it came from a book that I is hands down one of my favorite books that I've ever read. And uh, it had made a tremendous impact in my life. And I've got a gentleman in my life that uh, is reading it, and he reminded me of this. And I know that you've already used it. I've been using it in my life. I've failed uh, at it a couple times already, and I've noticed my weaknesses. But I'm super excited about our conversation today. Yeah, as as am I. This was a brand new concept for me, and I, you know, I had never heard it. But you know, the first time I heard it was from you, and then it became really relevant to me. Yeah. And now I can't unhear it. Yeah. So the the uh, the conversation we're going to talk about today is a um, uh, is from a gentleman named Mark Batterson. Uh, he is a pastor uh, out in Washington D.C. He's got a number of uh, New York Times bestsellers selling books. Uh, his book, uh, most recently, actually, he's got one that's called "Win the Day." We all have one. I bought like 500 copies of it, uh, <laughs> but there was a strategy behind it, and you all will get the benefit of this because we are going to have Mr. Mark Batterson on the show. I'm super excited about having him on the podcast, buddy. Um, but uh, anyways, the word came from Play the Man. This is a book, once again, that I've probably referenced a couple times on this show. And the word is uh, unoffendable. And I think it's made up. I yeah. can't find it. Every time I try to spell it, it tells me that it's incorrect. I don't know if it's a hyphenated word. I don't know. Like yeah. I haven't even looked it up, but... 
I'm, I'm telling you, it's a real word. It's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing, maybe not a real word. A lot of, like my words. They're <laughs> real things. They're just not complete words. Um, but yeah, unoffendable. And I think how, um, how important it is for us to look, especially in a time that we find ourselves in, right? Uh, there's just a lot of chaos going on in our world. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of fear. Uh, there's just a lot of judgment going on in our world as well, too. And the fact that if we could have that mindset of being unoffendable, Oh my gosh, you take the power back when you do that. And I know that I've like, once again, I've failed at it. And I'll tell you the areas that I've failed at. I was, I, I'm really good at being unoffendable when it comes to work mm-hmm. because I got that mindset. I know that I, that, listen, I'm just going to have that mindset. I'm going to go in this. I'm going to be very proactive and I'm going to do everything I can to not be offended by, you know, what someone says or how they attack us. Yep. Um, but I'm failing in my personal relationships. More particularly, I was failing in my personal relationship with Kate because I had a different expectation from her. You know, I had a higher expectation that, you know, hey, out of anybody that knows me, you know me, right? And you shouldn't be offending me. And I realized it after about the third time. And ironically, Kate wasn't calling me out because she knows about this word too. Mm -hmm. And this is just her amazing... um, way that she leads in her life and the way that she leads in our marriage uh, is the fact that she just waited for me to figure it out. (laughs) And luckily, I'm not that dumb that eventually I did figure the fact that I was getting more offended by the things that she was doing, even though they weren't anything I really should have been worried about. And I was completely failing, dude. Yeah, you know, Kate is a very wise woman, and I knew she had faith in you. She was going to let you figure it out. But yeah, and that's that's how it was presented to me is, hey, James, I want to I want to tell you about something that I've got going on in my world. And and you did. You brought up that that example with Kate and it made a lot of sense to me. Now, if you had just told me if if we were having a conversation and, and in this particular situation, we'll go into it. But if you had just told me, hey, man, you need to be unoffendable. I would have said, what the heck kind of BS is that? Like, right. how do you be unoffendable? Judge? I yeah. mean, come on. We all get offended. We're human beings. We have feelings. We have egos. How do I be unoffendable? But when you put it in that context with with Kate, and you're like, hey, listen, man, if there was anybody in the world who I should be unoffended by, it's her. But for whatever reason, I've been offended. And when you spelled it out like that, it was like eye-opening, and I was like, all right, tell me more. And you went into it, and it was great. Well, you know, it's actually, as I say this out loud, maybe I'm thinking because she is so smart that maybe she was taking the path of being unoffendable too. So she was not getting offended by me being offended. So uh, kudos to you, lady. Yes. We'll be talking about this later (laughs) tonight, I'm sure. Um, But yeah, what an amazing and powerful thing, once again, is because when we we become offended by uh, the people or the actions that they are taking upon themselves, and maybe we're getting impacted by that, more than likely Mm -hmm. we are, right? Well, they take away our power. They really do. They, they they take away our joy. They take away our happiness. They take away the peace that we have. Um, they empty our cups more than likely, right? And, you know, when you and I were speaking about it, um, it was because of just, once again, just the personal things that I've had to go through, you know, as an owner, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, the people that let me down, the people that have offended me in the past. And, you know, as you're going through life, um, hopefully what you're doing is you're constantly evolving. Hopefully you're growing and hopefully you're getting better at handling circumstances and communicating with other people. And this was an area that I really needed to uh, to grow up in. I, I needed to get better at uh, because I did take things personally. 
And I was often offended by the way that people were reacting to what I would consider my generosity or my help, my, my, my willingness to help them in a situation, right? When, cause I knew my, like, I knew that my uh, intentions were always to benefit them, right? They were like, I'm, I'm here to help you out. Unfortunately, uh, there's always two sides of the story as we know, and it's not always received that way. And how can you give of yourself fully? How can you be the leader you want to be uh, and that person in their lives that you know that you want to be if you get offended by how they react to stuff? That is such a great point, Josh. Um, you know, if if some random stranger walked up to you on the street and said, hey, you're Josh Kalinowski, right? And you said, oh, yeah, I am. Man, you're a horrible leader. Yeah. You would put zero stock in that, right? You wouldn't be offended, right? Right. Unfortunately, the times that we're offended, it's, it's by people that we're giving the most to. Yeah. Right. And that was that was part of my problem. And that's why I came to you. And I'm like, Josh, this is hard, man. You know, we, we give and we give as as leaders and, uh, you know, people in, in our positions in, in in whatever, you know, whether you're a CEO or whether you're a managing director or, or a broker, we're constantly giving. We're putting ourselves out there and we're, we're wanting to see people genuinely improve. And it's it's when they say things that's when we're most offended, you know, yeah. and, and you, the, yeah. the person with probably the most credibility in your life, Kate, was offending you, right? Yeah. So I really appreciate the fact that, you, you know, you're saying, hey, here's, here's how it can be, but here's also how you can react to it. So what I, what I want you to do is, you know, I, I kind of want to want you to walk us through that and kind of explain how you came to that realization, right? Like give us some examples of maybe when you stopped being offendable, in business. Mm-hmm. When did that happen? Uh, you know, really it, it happened. Oh gosh, that had to be after a really hard, this was about in 2015. Um, we had a very close personal, uh, friend of ours, um, make a decision to leave the company mm-hmm. and man, I was destroyed. I, I was devastated. This was, um, this was like an older sister. This was like a family member making a decision to leave. Um, and, you know, at that time, all we were trying to do is pour into her life. She'd had some tragedy happen. And uh, I just didn't get it, man. I just didn't get it. And I, I tell you, man, I got knocked to the floor for about three days. And I, and I really, I questioned like everything. Like, why am I doing this? Like, if, I, if I'm going to lose a friend like that, if I'm going to lose a family member, um, because of a way that she wants to react to a situation after all that we are doing to be there for her and pour into her and love her and all these things that, you know, through these, these challenges that she was facing, it's like, well, why the heck do I want to do this anymore? You know, cause I was really that heartbroken over it. And I had some phenomenal counsel that, um, that I, uh, that I'd received from num- numerous people. Um, of course you guys know that my father is a big, um, uh, mentor in my life and, and he gave me some great advice. And then once again, that was right about the time that I was reading the book as well too. And I, I you know, I finally was able to get some peace at it. I think the other thing that really was, uh, was important is that the people that I surrounded myself with at that time were pouring into me. They were the ones picking me up. I remember uh, having an amazing conversation with one of our agents, Bob Bernardis, about that uh, situation, and he he was there for me. Like he met me where I'm at, I was at at that time. And we talk about that how important that is yeah. for great leaders and great people to meet people where they're at. And uh, he did. And he, I mean, I like the image of him just like as I'm sitting on the ground, him just coming out and just sitting with me. You know, now he didn't necessarily do that, but that was the image that I have yeah. of that day is that I knew that he came to my level, which was not very high at that time. Right. 
And so as I moved forward with that and knowing that, man, I don't, I like, I want to be a better leader. I want to be able to handle situations like this better in, in the future. Cause I can't take three days to just woe is me. I can't take three yeah. days. And then I also realized the confidence in myself to know that it wasn't personal as much as she made it personal. It really wasn't about me. Mm-hmm. It was more about her. And that's not me taking like any blame away from like the situations that she felt there. What I'm saying is that she was going through tra- tra- uh, a change in her life. She was mm-hmm. going through tragedy in her mm-hmm. life. And it was more about her circumstances and the things that she was trying to do in her life to fix them than it was saying that she didn't want to be part of us. Mm-hmm. And when I took ownership of that, uh, then I was able to move forward and I was able to understand that, listen, I'm going to have this attitude of being unoffendable because I don't, it's not that I'm scared to feel that. I just know that that's not a healthy feeling for me. And I can't be the leader to everybody else that needed me, Mm -hmm. right? For three days, I wasn't a leader in anybody's life because I could hardly pick myself up, right? And it it goes back to the, the human part of us. I think that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. But once again, I developed, I got better, I worked through it. I matured through it. It was one of those. It was one of those uh, things in my life that was a pivotal moment, I believe, in my leadership mm-hmm. to realize that I can be better by handling these situations in the future, and I'm going to be better for other people, including myself. You got it. Yeah. And so, I think one of the one of the great things about this is 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 once you experience it firsthand about being unoffendable, and it's it's a mindset. Yeah. You know, but once you experience it, you realize how empowering it can be. Yes. And you look at all the other areas in your life where it, where it can work. Yeah. It's so, it, it's absolutely perfect if that, what you said right there, because it does, um, it, it does go into these other, it bleeds into these other areas. I mean, we're talking about work right now, but I will tell you that I guarantee you, most of you listening to this, you probably have a family member. You have a personal friend of yours that has offended you, that has uh, that that has uh, made you feel these ways of insecurity, yeah. and 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 then unfortunately that's the fact of life. I mean, we as as human beings are imperfect, mm-hmm. and I can't tell you how many times I've probably offended people. I've probably been the person that has been on the other side of it, and either people have shown me tremendous grace, or they've gotten pissed off and they've been offended by it, and they no longer in my life. So I get it. I mean, we—I have personal family issues, you know. Mm-hmm. We, a lot of us do, right? And I had to stop that. You need to stop that. And if you could become unoffendable. It's just like taking the 1% back, Yes. right? It's just another way of saying taking the 1% back. So now you don't have these expectations. You know, we just had, uh, I had a phenomenal conversation with a gentleman that uh, was with one of our companies for um, a number of years and has made a decision to have a career change or just a change in his life. And instead of being offended by it, which I most certainly was, you know, upset about it for a day or two, I decided to be unoffendable on it when I caught it, right? When I was able to go, oh yeah, this is how I want to react, right? And I was able to leave that friendship intact and healthy. And we blessed and released on both sides. And I know that going into the future, I'm going to be able to give him a hug at an event when I see him again in public, knowing that we left on great terms. And that doesn't happen very often when people leave companies. Correct. Correct. So, with that, with that being said, I one of the other th- great takeaways that I had from this was, if you have that mindset of being unoffendable, 
then your reactions become less based on emotion yeah and and more based on on just like logic right yeah. so so they they're they're less emotional and more logical in, in your in your responses yeah i would say yeah there's still emotions i would say that they're mo- they're less reactive you, it's okay. like it's like instead of playing defense you're playing offense right so i'm going into that conversation and with and my emotions are going to be this I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be forthright. I'm going to be the person. I'm going to be the leader that I know that I want to be and and can be. And I'm not going to let their way of handling the situation affect me in a negative way, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to allow them to steal my joy, so to speak, right? Got it. And so I still feel like there's some emotions in it. But yeah, the the logic part comes into going, I'm going to have the thoughts beforehand, and I'm going to be proactive during the conversation, right? I, as this gentleman that I was talking about that reminded me of this word, he had a conversation with somebody very significant in his life, and he went into that conversation and had the mindset of being unoffendable. And no matter how many darts, no matter how many hurtful words, no matter how many reactions he was getting from that other person, he was still stoic and unoffended and the conversation went great by the end of it. And how many of us can relate to that knowing that that doesn't happen very often? We, I mean, I get offended. When I do get offended, the conversation doesn't typically go very well after that, right? <laughs> yep. Somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose and yeah. somebody's going to be hurt. And so I think, once again, having that proactive uh, uh, mindset and already having that conversation in your head allows you to go into that that scenario with a very, very good chance that it's going to come out with a, a good uh, outcome. Great. And, you know, and on the flip side of this, and, and I want you to talk about this, uh, you know, there's this old saying, with, with great power comes great responsibility. Without a doubt, yes. As a leader, I think we need to remember that not everyone out there is unoffendable. Yeah. Right? So even though we have that mindset, we need to, and I learned this yesterday, just yesterday yeah. I learned this, we need to sometimes soften our tone because we we realize that not everyone is unoffendable. Without a doubt. I think that once again, as you mature and as you grow as a leader, first of all, this just takes practice. It takes yeah. repetition. And just like I was telling you before, um, you might want to, ha- I mean, you might have this idea that, hey, I'm going to be unoffendable. And then as you're in the heat of the moment, because you haven't done it enough times, you haven't had the reps in, you forget that you're not going to be offended, right? Yeah. And so you have to you have to continuously put yourself in those situations. You have to remind yourself how you're going to be acting that day. You know, like that is a conscious thing that uh, once again that you have to just continue to repeat and repeat and repeat. And then once again, you start to flip the script as well too, because not only are you going to be unoffendable, you don't want to offend other people. So then you look at your situations as well and go, okay, this is a perfect opportunity for me to put that dagger in this and re say what I want to say. Mm-hmm. And I ran into that situation the other day when I was talking to this uh, this gentleman. And I'm like, man, I could really say something here, but it's not worth it. I don't want to offend, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, I, and once again, when you can just keep your mouth shut and not say those hurtful words or, yeah. you know, hey, listen, I want to just get even. That's all it is. I want to get, like my son, Caden, is in this, uh, he's 13 years old and right now he's just trying to get even. So if you smack him on the head, he's going to smack you on the head. And if you if you pu- if you push him, he's going to push you back. Like he's into this, he, he just wants to be mano-mano with you, right? And uh, it's kind of like, you know, as a great leader, you can't do that. You know, you, it's just, you just can't do that. 
true. No, that that's great. And and like I said, I I learned a lot from this. Ho- hopefully, uh, you folks out there do you know do your own research on this. Find find your own way in this. But this is this is great. It it was a brilliant concept, and I hope. I hope a lot more people implement this. I do too, buddy. I tell you what, you know, once again, as we've heard about this concept of 1%, take the 1% back. Mm -hmm. uh, I think this one is just as valuable, if not more. um, And it just takes repetition. It takes you just consciously thinking about that when you're going into these situations that, you know, might be um, a little bit volatile. Um, It's really good to be going into those with that, um, that mindset of that. I'm not going to be offended and I'm just going to take it. And it shows genuine, true leadership at its best. And I can't tell you how many times um, I sit back when I have done it and go, thank you, God, that I had that because I didn't ruin a relationship. So, yeah. All right, man. Are you good? I'm good. Okay. Well, hey, guys, we will. Uh, it's good to be back in the studio. It's good to be standing. Thank you. This was awesome. I felt so much more energetic by doing this. Uh, and I'm looking forward to our next conversation because I know we've got some great things coming up this year. You guys were super excited. Obviously, we've changed the, uh, the, the theme of the music and the show. And I love the, new, uh, the love the new music. I think that just excites me just as much as it is being back in here. So appreciate you guys all. As always, share this. I know that somebody in your world, somebody in your life, life uh, needs to hear this message. So appreciate you. And we will definitely be talking with you soon. 